Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Letters. Ah, yes. The old literature that refuses to die. A letter can bring you closer to what you love, push you farther away from those you hate, and be a tool of reflection and deep thought, a method of meditation. Listeners, today's episode is different. Yes, another shake-up, one that I hope you'll enjoy. I'm reading from Unsent Letters, letters that have been posted online anonymously and tackle subjects on love, rape, regret, loss, and more that have never been read or reached the ears of those who the letters are intended for. Today I will take you on a journey whose road is paved of parchment, ink, and a snifter of melancholy. But at the end, I wanted to throw you all a curveball whilst keeping to the theme of letters. At the end of Unsent Letters, I have chapter one of Letters to My Cat by Helen Maria Hunt Jackson, written in 1879, which I hope brings a smile to your face and a feel-good feeling. So turn the lights on low, and let these letters speak to you. The names of those who posted these stories will remain anonymous, out of respect. These letters contain adult themes such as sexual abuse, rape, and more. Please keep children well away from this episode. 20 years ago today. 20 years ago today, you were taken away from me because some kid partied all night. I've missed you every day since. I went pretty crazy after you died. Honestly, I don't remember much of the first year I was alone. The next 10 years I drank myself into a coma every day just to sleep at night. I tried to replace the emptiness with several different people. None could ever feel the emptiness you left. I live alone now, and I am finally content with my life. I can only wait for the day that we meet again. If you're having a bad day, Dear stranger, I am terribly sorry you're experiencing a rough patch in life. You may have tried to mask your pain, but something told me you could use some encouragement. You're probably not where you expected or wanted to be at this point in your life, but that is the case for nearly everyone. But the point is that you've bravely mastered life so far, and if you can do that, then you can certainly survive today. Some days are worse than others, but you are strong. I have faith that things will get better for you, it may take a few days or weeks, but there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. You will survive today, because you have survived every other rough day. You may not know it, but you have said something nice to a stranger in the past that brought them happiness. I am simply hoping that this letter brings some amount of joy to your day, because everyone deserves to smile. I, myself, have experienced a day so rough, I didn't think I'd survive, literally. But I was strong enough to make it out alive, and you are too. 
There are people you care about, and many people care about you. If you're not at that point of despair, then that alone is something to be thankful for. And if you are at that point, I know what it's like to be so suicidal. You want to want to live, but cannot find a single fiber of your being that wants to be on earth anymore. I am telling you now, it gets better. It truly does. Life can be a magnificent experience if you surround yourself with a good support group. Days or weeks will pass, and so will this feeling. You'll walk outside and notice the trees growing. Think about how many years it took to be that size. The weather is often cold, and the wind pushes and pushes the trees, but yet it stands tall, with roots spreading through the ground. There will be days you feel tall and strong like the tree, and there will be days like today. You can make it through. I know you can. Everyone deserves to be happy, but without sorrow, we would not appreciate our happiness. I would like to leave you with a reminder. You are loved. Have a blessed life, stranger. To my rapist. When most people think of older brothers, they think overprotective, irritating, or loving. When I think of you, I think of pain and fear and hatred. I was ten. You were fifteen. How did you think it was okay to use me like I was a sex toy? Even worse, you used your status as only son to get mum and dad to believe I was a compulsive liar. That's on you. And on them. I tried to kill myself three times. After they made me apologize to you. Mum and dad thought it was depression. But you had to know the truth. Why didn't you stop? Why couldn't you leave me alone? I lived in fear until you left for college. Mum and Dad thought the tears were from sorrow at seeing you go, but they were tears of relief. My hell was finally over. It took years to become okay with the smallest of sexual acts. I'm finally to the point where I can enjoy, reciprocate, and relax during sex. But it took me 12 years to get there. Thank you, older brother, for making me strong enough to survive what you put me through. And when the devil finally takes your soul, I hope you know your little sister is cheering him on. Your baby sister. Why did you message me? I was starting to get over you. You were beginning to fade out of my head and into the deep abyss you deserve to be in. I felt good, ready for a new start. You ruined it all over again. Friday night, I was at a friend's house at a party, having a great time. Drunk off my ass, of course, and a little high off edibles. No bad trip. All was amazing. I was laughing hard, dancing with my friends, living as a normal 20-year-old should. You messaged me, asking if I had cut my hair. Yes, I did. I cut it because of you. 
because I needed some kind of new thing to raise the confidence you stripped from me. What little I had. Why did you talk to me Friday? Why did you ask me how I was doing and tell me how you were? You were so fucking casual, as if nothing had happened between us. There was no, I'm sorry I hurt you, or let's have coffee, or I hate everything about you, go away. No questions, you just asked why I was sad, and I wouldn't tell you. Why should I? Are you trying to pick something out of me? Trying to figure out how I've been feeling? So you can have some kind of self-gratification or satisfaction over the fact that I do, in fact, care about you a lot. Even if I don't let it show. You left me. Don't come back if you have nothing to say. Letting go. I wish I could tell you that I still care about you. I always will. Even though we tried to be friends, it was never going to work out that way. We didn't treat each other like friends and we barely spoke. I yearned for us to be the way we used to when we first met. But that's naive of me. Our final talk. I know I had a choice of us still staying friends. But I knew it was best if we weren't. I never thought letting you go would hurt so much. You deserve to be happy with someone who can fulfill your loves and desires. I'm sorry I couldn't. Because I was too afraid. I just wanted the best for you and I hurt you too many times to count. This time, you said you didn't care about me anymore. And I'm glad. Thank you for distancing yourself from me. Thank you for everything you've done for me. When we met, meeting you was a blessing. And I'm so grateful to have the chance of getting to know you. You have a beautiful soul and a loving personality. I hope one day you'll be treated with respect, care, and love you deserve. I will miss you. To the love of my life. You are the love of my life. I know we have complications to work out first before we are truly together forever. I wish we didn't have to wait, but we have no choice. When we are not together, I miss you with all my heart. I think about the way you hold me in your arms. I find nothing but peace and makes all my stress melt away. When we're together, the time seems to fly by. And I have to leave again until tomorrow. We can't talk about anything and we have our moments of silence and no words are needed. Both of us have dark sides, but we both know them well and love each other free of judgment. I know more about you and you me than anyone else in our lives. I cannot wait to be in your arms again soon, my love. You are my heart, and I am yours. Love. Me. The reason why I'm afraid to love you. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to reach out. I'm afraid of getting hurt. I'm afraid of the love that you can give me and the possibility of losing it in one day. I'm afraid of what you might think if I tell you how I feel. I'm afraid to love you, and in the end, you might not feel the same way. I'm afraid I might love you too much that it consumes me. 
I'm afraid to let you in, when I've taken so long to build this wall. I'm afraid I might be someone who can forgive but can't let go. I'm afraid because you'll be the first. So, go easy on me. Behind this wall is me. There's so much I need to say, and it's things you won't really expect or things you won't really think much about, but they're so important for me to talk about. Some are little things, others are big and more important, yet I feel paralyzed. My heart races, and I cannot even find the words or even bring myself to say, hey, or ask how your day has been, or how you are feeling. I don't know why. I just don't have the energy. I just do not feel anything right now. I've realized some things. I'm so close to making a change, so close to at least starting to find happiness, but at the same time I feel like I've just closed myself off, like I don't trust you anymore, or that I feel you do not care. I told you not to let me push you away. I need you to not let me. Or maybe I feel this way because I don't want to hurt you. I made that promise to never do that. I know that you're finally starting to feel better in yourself, and I feel like I am just forcing you to be there, for me, instead of focusing on yourself. And I know full well that I'm asking for a lot, that I'll need a lot. What I'm going through isn't just going to magically get better one day. I know that I'll hurt you. Are you okay with that? I love you so much, or at least I think I do. I don't really know what love is anymore. You are so special. You're the only person I truly trust. The only person I've trusted for a long time. You soothe my pain and help me see myself for who I am. I want to show you more of who I am, but first I guess I need to find it on my own. I don't want to be afraid of how I feel. I don't want to be afraid to feel. There's so much I want to say, so much I want to do, so much I want to show you. But I feel I won't have the chance. Or maybe I've already wasted my chances. I wish I could hear your voice. I wish I could look into your eyes. I wish things were different. Dear lady who helped me after a car accident back in 1995, that morning on my way to work, minding my own business, I got T-boned by a guy who decided he didn't need to stop at the end of his driveway. He pulled out and smashed into my passenger side. My head hit the window and I was seeing stars, so much so that I lost control of my car for a few moments and landed up on the other side of the road. I was able to control it at the end, to break and stop it, thankfully. I have never been so shook up and scared. My brain was utterly scattered. I was shaking and distraught and out of nowhere. You came along. You opened my door, leaned in and were so kind and soothing to me. You stayed with me till the ambulance came. I have never forgotten your kindness that day. I wish all the time I had been able to thank you. I hope that in a time of need for you, that the universe returns the favor and lends you a hand when you need it. Thank you so much. You're not the only one scared. My love, 
how you frustrate me so. Do you really know what you want? Because I've known what I wanted this entire time, and that's you. I loved you the moment I saw you. I've given you space, I've given you time, I've given you understanding. I've been taking very good care of your guarded heart, because I've wanted to be there when you decide to put down the gates and let me in completely. You've said I make you happy. You say you've never been with anyone like me before. You tell me how lucky you are to find a kind and loving woman like me. But yet, you're scared. Guess what? I'm scared too. I'm terrified. You're my first girlfriend. All of this is new to me too. But here's where we're different, you and me. I believe if there's a spark, and it grows into a fire, and things are going great, why snuff it out? Why end something amazing? Because you think this is the best it will get. I wish you would give me a chance. Be realistic, you say. We live three hours away. We both have our own lives and well-established careers. We both will be busy soon and won't have time for each other. Did I not consider that, you ask? Well, my love, I did. And I decided you were worth it. I know exactly what I want. I want you. I want to continue getting to know you better. But it's become very clear that you don't know what you want. And I might have to end things soon. But my love, why are you so scared? That can only go right. If we're over, the only thing I could ever say to you is thank you. Because you made my life so much brighter being in it. It's better to have that one brief spark than a lifetime of pure darkness. How I feel about you. You make me happy. I feel super warm inside when you walk in the room and everything becomes calm and tranquil. Your smile makes me smile. Your laugh makes me laugh. I'm not a people person. I wouldn't mind spending the rest of my life and waking hours with you. I like you. I like you a lot. I notice that when I'm tired or bored and we start talking, I immediately perk up. All my senses are enhanced. I feel more alive. I want to hug you so bad. I want to lie in bed with you and watch you play video games while I hug and cuddle you. I want to watch movies on the couch with you, take cooking lessons, bake together, go grocery shopping together. I want to paint something with you, do a duet, kiss you, hug you, play paintball with you, watch the stars with you. It doesn't matter what we do, as long as I do it with you. I want to cup your face in my hands and tell you how much I love the way your hair curls and how much I love the way your glasses look on you, how your laughter fills my ears with joy, and how your teasing and mocking nature makes me giggle. We tease each other a lot and it's really cute. When you told me you wanted to hug me, I got really excited. I want to hug you too. When we stayed up together until 4am on New Year's Day, I wanted to tell you I really liked you. When you came to my house for that party, I wish you were the last one to leave. I want to take you to my room and do certain things to you. I want to take you to my room and cuddle with you. I want to take you to my room just so we can dim the lights and whisper sweet nothings to each other 
as midnight creeps up on us. With you, I could survive without Wi-Fi. With you, I could be successful at anything in life. With you, nothing could make me sad. With you, my life would be a million times better. And I love that we're taking things slow. I like that we're getting to know each other first and talk more before you immediately tell me you like me and want us to date. Before you jump in to say, I love you, after a few weeks. Even though we've known each other for almost a year now. I'm glad it took us a couple of months to realize we had feelings for each other. And I can feel us getting closer to the confession date. I really want to hug you. But for now, I'll pretend my stuffed animals are you. For now, I'll pretend you're right here next to me. For now, I'll pretend we both confessed and are living our best lives together. Thank you for always looking out for me, caring, making me laugh, and just being a great person. I really like you. Good night. Letters from my cat. My dear Helen, that is what your mother calls you, I know, for I jumped up on her writing table just now, and looked while she was out of the room. And I am sure I have as much right to call you so as she has, for if you were my own little kitty, and looked just like me, I could not love you any more than I do. How many good naps I have had in your lap, and how many nice bits of meat you have saved for me out of your own dinner. Oh, I'll never let a rat or a mouse touch anything of yours so long as I live. I felt very unhappy after you drove off yesterday, and did not know what to do with myself. I went into the barn and thought I would take a nap on the hay, for I do think going to sleep is one of the very best things for people who are unhappy. But it seemed so lonely without old Charlie stamping in his stall that I could not bear it. So I went into the garden and lay down under the damask rosebush and caught flies. There is a kind of fly around that bush which I like better than any other I ever ate. You ought to see that there is a very great difference between my catching flies and you doing it. I have noticed that you never eat them, and I have wondered that when you were always so kind to me, you could be so cruel as to kill poor flies for nothing. I have often wished that I could speak to you about it. Now that your dear mother has taught me to print, I shall be able to say a great many things to you, which I have often been unhappy about because I could not make you understand. I am entirely discouraged about learning to speak the English language, and I do not think anybody takes much trouble to learn ours, so we cats are confined entirely to the society of each other. And it is very lonely too, in a place where there are so few cats, kept as in Amherst. If it were not for Mrs. Hitchcock's cat, and Judge Dickinson's, I should really forget how to use my tongue. When you are at home, I do not mind it, for although I cannot talk to you, I understand every word you say to me. And we have such good plays together with the red ball, that it was put away now in the bottom drawer of the little workstand in the living room. When your mother put it in, she turned round to me and said, Poor pussy, no more good plays for you till Helen comes home. And I thought I should certainly cry. 
but I think it is very foolish to cry over what cannot be helped. So I pretended to have got something into my left eye and rubbed it with my paw. It is very seldom that I cry over anything unless it is spilt milk. I must confess I have often cried when that has happened, and it always is happening to cat's milk. They put it into old broken things that tip over at the least knock, and then they set them just where they are sure to be most in the way. Many's the time Josiah has knocked over the blue saucer of mine in the shed, and when you have thought that I had had a nice breakfast of milk, I had nothing in the world but flies, which are not good for much more than a little sort of relish. I am so glad of a chance to tell you about this, because I know when you come home, you will get a better dish for me. I hope you find the horse chestnuts which I put in the bottom of the carriage for you. I could not think of anything else to put in, which would remind you of me. But I'm afraid you will never think that it was I who put them there. And it will be too bad if you don't. For I had a dreadful time climbing up over the dasher with them. And both my jaws are quite lame from stretching them so. To carry the biggest one I could find. There are three beautiful dandelions out on the terrace. But I don't suppose they will keep till you come home. A man has been doing something to your garden. But though I watched him very closely all the time. I could not make out what he was about. I am afraid it is something you will not like, but if I find out more about it, I will tell you in my next letter. Goodbye, your affectionate pussy. Now those were interesting letters, and who knew cats could write and read? On a serious note, for those of you who are suffering with depression or know someone who is, and are unsure on where to start. In Australia, please contact Beyond Blue. They tackle anxiety, depression, and suicide, and have great resources. The number you can call over here is 1-300-22-4636 to talk to them over the phone, or even chat to them online. Regarding American contacts and resources, you can contact National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255, the National Child Abuse Hotline on 1-800-422-4453 and the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network, known as RAIN for short, on 1-800-656-4673. I'll also attach a siteguides.com link which has a lot of good contact sources to work with and for reference. Now back to the letters. When I found these unsent letters, I was fascinated and really wanted to share them with you and get an idea if you enjoyed them or found them too negative. What do you think? Did they do anything for you? Sometimes it can be cathartic reading other people's problems or issues, grappling with what you would do in their situation. I for one was able to see a different side of humanity in their writings. These unsent letters can have a profound effect on the reader in knowing that the pain has been endured, that the author spilled their thoughts onto a page you're now reading, creating a unique connection and story that belongs in a pocket of time all on its own. That's why I enjoy unsent letters in general. They are a time capsule of emotion, intent, and motivation, whether it's positive or negative. No story is quite like the other. I'll definitely be including the link to unsent letters so any of you can hop on and read them yourself. And what about the letters from my cat? Just brilliant. 
let me know if you'd be interested in listening to more from her. I just find them so entertaining. A slice of life all about a cat. Brilliant. <laughs> now this Wednesday I'll bring the creepy, and we'll work extra hard to get your skin crawling. So have yourself a devilish night my ghouls, and I'll see you shortly for something creepy. As always, till next time.